Welcome to the Bread and Cup podcast hosted by Corey and Shauna Burris. They are a former pastor, a college teacher, and Pacific Northwest coffee lovers. Mostly, they are Jesus followers who find themselves in lots of interesting conversations with non-Christians, former Christians, wondering Christians, and young adults from all kinds of backgrounds. And we want to invite you into those conversations. The Bread and Cup podcast is a place for real talk about the Bible, life, and what it takes to move beyond the easy answers. So let's grab a cup and join the conversation. Welcome to the Bread and Cup Podcast. I'm Corey. And I'm Shauna. And today we are eating a Christmas staple. If you are part of our Instagram community, you already know about this. Peanut butter num-nums. Which we're not sure if that's the title of them, but that's what we call them. So that's good. Yeah. I don't think they have a title. We have some other friends from the Midwest that know what it is when we describe it. Um, They have a different name for it. So I wonder if that's sort of a family thing. In any case, they're delicious and well worth the calories and the workout. There are no calories at the holidays, so we're good. Oh, if only that were true. And of course, I'm drinking coffee. Yeah. Uh, and this week we are having a discussion about a conversation you had just last week um, while you were getting your hair done. Yeah. I have a great new haircut. If you're in the Olympia area, look up my friend Lauren. She rocks. Um she also makes me look good, or as good as this old lady does. Uh, yeah, so actually, it, it started a little bit before that. I think you and I had been talking a little bit, uh, as seems to happen a lot lately, about sort of the political arena and some of the things that have been happening in U.S. politics and sort of just some of the things that have led to that. And I made a comment to you it, what felt like somewhat in passing. Well, yeah, that's because that person isn't a politician. They're just an influencer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, um, which reflects a little bit on um, the church in many ways in terms, or leadership, I guess would be a better way yeah. to say that in terms of the people, what we expect from people around us now. Um, and uh, the idea that um, are we asking our leaders to be influencers or are we influencing if that are we being sense. yeah or do we are we trying as as christian leaders you and i we're not staff anywhere but right. we are certainly part of the leadership community uh, are we attempting to have influence in people's lives like are we earning the right to influence and to carry influence or are we just trying to be influencers and so that that offhand comment, you and I, we sort of continued our conversation, but that got me thinking. And I happened to be um, during sort of that same period. So that was probably, I don't know, early November, right? Uh, at that time. And so that got me thinking um, in my Bible reading, I was reading through the book of Mark and that Mark over and over emphasized in a way that maybe I hadn't noticed in the other gospels that um, that he talks about when Jesus would perform a miracle and then Jesus would charge the person um, that he had just healed or delivered or encountered, whatever it was, to not say anything. And this came up over and over again. And I thought, well, that's that's so, that's just so at odds with the way we see anything done in Western culture right now. But it got me thinking about the way we do things in church specifically. Right. And that's what led you and I to our conversation about 
um, some of the downfalls that we've noticed in um, sort of the more public-facing church arenas of pastors and leaders being influencers, but not really caring at all about the influence that they carry. Yeah. Well, yeah, and let's let's kind of unpack that idea of influencers. What is an influencer? When we say somebody is an influencer and then somebody has influence, right? Okay. Um, Because like that's essentially the the meat of that is an influencer. I would, and maybe I'm oversimplifying it here, but like I would liken it to popularity in a lot of ways. Like uh, it's just someone who who thinks, man, if I do and say and act the right way, then people will continue to listen to me, mm-hmm. right? And I think of, you know, our kids are old enough that they will watch um, YouTube videos. And there's an entire culture of quote-unquote influencers on YouTube, whether yeah. it's you like video games or you like Legos or you like makeup, makeup or whatever. Yeah. There's these people that have been, have said enough that yeah. people go to them for advice, if you will. Sure. But, and so there, there is an, there's an entire culture and there's an entire world of people that teach you how to become an influencer. How do you become the person that everybody runs to, to talk to or to, or wants to sit down and listen to while that, while that's all happening? Yeah, totally. And I would, I would make the distinction that an influencer, um, carries weight only for what is for only what is public facing Mm. so they are yes they might be the lego expert or the video game expert or the makeup tutorial expert but their expertise is is bound to their platform so they're an expert on instagram they're an expert on youtube and certainly people do that across things but but for the way that i'm using this idea for me an influencer influences from their narrow platform and they're really only responsible for what they put out into the public sphere so it does need to be good content right there's a trick to it there's a reason people get paid to do it um however having influence means that you are intimately involved in that person's life and that you are responsible not just for what you tell them, but you're responsible for how you're living it out and for the long-term outcome for it. So that with the distinction that no one human can actually be responsible for someone else's choices, right? But I hope that we bear influence in our people, you know, our people's lives. So if some friends of ours come as has happened, and in this case, it was a Zoom call, they're in the fostering world with us and they were struggling with something going on with their current placement. And they said, hey, can we talk? We jumped on a Zoom call and with them, we talked through, well, what is the next best step in relation to this fostering situation? We didn't, we weren't influencers. We aren't a blog that I wrote about fostering, which I would totally do that they would then go and read and like hope to apply correctly. That's being an influencer. No, no, we have influence in their lives. So we talked personally about what this means for them, how it relates to our experiences or other fostering experiences. And then we followed up with them. 
we texted them the next week. We messaged them. We checked in. We said, hey, we're praying for you. How is that going? What decision did you come to? Not did you come to the decision we told you to come to? Did you do it the way we told you to? Right. But like, how have you, how, how has what we talked about helped you think through this process? What else can we do to help this come to a good conclusion? That's having influence. It's personal and there is an there and it means that what we do matters not just in the outward facing stuff, but but in the day to day, the internal facing stuff. Yeah, and I think um just to clarify, I think that it's important to understand that we're not saying that influencers are necessarily bad. Well, we do have an anonymous podcast. Right. Like, like so. and I was going to say that. Like, I mean, what we're doing here is technically closer on that, to closer influencer. to influencer than influ- um, and maybe we want to have that influence relationship with some people, but we can only reach so many people. Right. The bigger question is, is who do you have around you that is that influences you that is not an that is not necessarily an influencer. Right. Like because right. if, if you only surround yourself with influencers. Right. And this is very easy um, when you're disconnected from church or when you're disconnected from people around you um, for whatever reason. Right. Yeah. It's really easy to surround yourself with this false sense of I have great covering over me yeah. because I have influencers that I put. I listen to a podcast and yep. that challenges me. So therefore, which Please is not a bad- Please listen to our podcast. <laughs> we hope it challenges you. Yeah. <laughs> and again, those but, aren't but that bad isn't things, enough. but they are not enough. And, yeah. the, and, the, and the question becomes um, not just who do you listen to? Do you have these, these both, are you- firmly in both of those camps, yeah. but are, are you both of those camps as yeah. well? Because I think we, and I use this as a bigger term, we as the church applaud influencers. Yeah. We don't applaud influence. Absolutely. And I think that was really where, um, the, the conversation with my friend Lauren went that, uh, sh- we were talking about what happens in, in the church world and, um, sort of, how these things people you know you we have conversations with people who express that they've been hurt by the church um i happen to know of a situation right now with a friend where there is deep hurt happening in their church and man people are messy right and hurt is inevitable and if you want to know more about that we we have an older podcast where we we kind of get into the nitty-gritty of hurt but i think this is one of those um factors for that, that when we as a church body expect our leaders to be influencers, come at me with a great shiny message, you know, be encouraging, have interesting things on Instagram or have the right platform or, you know, you and I grew up in the eighties. So, you know, have the right kinds of services and events happening. That's being an influencer, but you can't step into our life and we are we aren't allowed to step into yours it's a it's a pedestal position and not that that isn't sometimes appropriate but that isn't having influence that's not mentoring that's not discipling and so that hurt happens when the church community or even you know um sort of people who are interested in what Christianity might might look like come into an environment where 
there's an expectation that they will be influenced by the people around them and all they meet are influencers. Yeah. And then they find out that behind the scene, those influencers are jerks or are unreliable or are just super, super human. Or even if they're really good people and and they're, they mean well, yeah. a lot of times what happens is those influencers are, you feel like that person is just there to convert you if you will, sure. you know, like they're just there. Becomes a sales transaction. Yeah, like yeah. We, we need to, we need to get this deal done this week, you know? And yep. so I, I'm being kind to you, but as reward to my kindness, I expect that I will have earned credibility with you so that you can, so that you will become part of my church or you will become a follower or whatever it is. So yeah. I can feel this, this feeling. Of, it's transactional. Of, totally. Which is what, being an influencer is, right? Yeah. You do the right things on the right platforms. You gain followers. The more followers you gain, the more value you have right. in that in that sphere, right? And certainly the mega church model absolutely um, follows that. Now there are some really phenomenal mega church leaders who have all kinds of integrity and have done worlds of good um, for People. And obviously, again, we believe in inviting people who couldn't be, you know, couldn't be at your table with you right. into some of the things that are happening. There is a place for that. The, I think the hurt comes in or the tension comes in when that's all church leaders are. When mm. all they are are influencers. When all we're expecting them to do is grow the numbers or grow the following or grow the messaging we've missed something because right. as i as we see in the gospels did jesus draw people yeah did that did his following grow sure but he actively at times like yeah. stood he in the way away. of that well and he ran away from we talked about the sermon on the mount i mean he was fleeing to go out to nowhere. Like I'm, yeah. I want to get away yep. and he was followed. Right. Yep. And so that is those types of examples. And really like, if you look at the Bible, the most, the greatest ministries that Jesus did was not when there was a crowd there and he made a great statement. Mm -hmm. Right. It was when he sat next to the woman at the well, or when yeah. he s sat down and, and sat with a blind man, or when yeah. he talked to Zacchaeus, like all of those things, Intimacy is what created yeah. ministry. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think a lot of times we look at um, and we applaud people that have big ministries. And I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Again, no. influencers are not bad. And influencers can also have influence. Right. Right. So those, I'm not trying to say that those are two Jesus may be defined as the greatest influencer, right? I mean, so like, yeah. you know. Absolutely. So. And also the most influential. Right. Right. And so, there, again, there are people very that are very capable, but I don't think, I don't think, one, that at least I haven't heard a lot of talk. Our conversations haven't surrounded this idea of splitting that concept of, well, when we when we're living our Christian life, when we're trying to disciple or when we're trying to close that proximity, is this about 
Are, do we have influence and do people have influence in our lives or are we chasing the influencer right. scope? And well, if I can share yeah. an example, and I, I'm gonna, I have to change names and people and roles just because of the person, that, the people that these are may yep. at some point listen to this and we would not want that to happen. Yeah, we just want to be respectful. Right. Yeah. Um, but I'm just explaining because sometimes it gets a little vague, and that's, but that's why. Um, so, uh, Names we, may be changed to protect the innocent exactly. from the Burris's ridiculousness. Yeah, and I'm not going to use like a rhyming name. Like, it's not Shauna, it's Rana was saying to me <laughs> the other day. Rana Duris. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, so somebody uh, came to us the other day. We had uh, some people that we were, we are helping out right now. And um, we were talking about some needs that this, this, these people had. And that this person came to us and was like, I want to help out. What can I do? And it turned into almost a conversation of, well, I want to get to a point where I'm helping out this person so that there's a whole bunch of Christians talking to this, these people all the time. Yeah. And not, I just want to help them out. Yeah. and have influence in their life. It's if we say the right things, do the right things, act the right way around them. Yeah. Then all of a sudden the and we talking with them enough about who Jesus is, all of a sudden those questions that question gets answered for them as opposed to truly what Jesus did which was I serve people. Yeah. Right? Let's I go meet a, this need. Let's meet this need. Yep. And and the, the good of that and the bad of that. The bad of that, you may never see the fruit of your work. Yeah. The beauty of that is you may never see the fruit of your work. Yeah. Because you no longer are in control of the outcome of what that is. Yeah. You just do what you're being told to do. You're doing what you're being asked to do. Yep. And the other stuff follows in. And it doesn't mean you don't have a responsibility to share God's love or if they ask a question, yeah, you should share with them. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we used to always say, you know, love them until they ask you why. Yeah. But if you're loving only so that they will ask, then you're loving for the wrong reason. Right? Oh, uh, yeah. And you could make the argument, is that then love? Yeah, exactly. And now, don't get me wrong. Useful help extended from a poor motive is still useful help. So, True. like, don't, totally. like, don't hesitate to go do something awesome for your neighbor simply because you wonder at your motives. It's fine. If you're doing something awesome for your neighbor, please, please just go do it. Sometimes we just need to practice. Right. Practice, you know, serving and helping. But um, there, yeah, it, it's that, it's the mindset behind that. And I think t so often our conversations end up coming back around to the idea of the mindset of things. And that feels so intangible. Right. Like, well, and, it, is this the right thing to do? Well, I don't, I don't know because the thing itself is neither harmful nor beneficial, or maybe the thing itself might be beneficial either way. It's that proximity thing, right? Like mm -hmm. is, is this action you're taking, is this your attempt, however feeble, however messy, however imperfect, is this your attempt to model yourself after Jesus? Is this your attempt to get one step closer to what he displays as humanity? If so, go for it. If it does not work out, that's okay. That's what grace is for. If your motivation is to display, look at how I lead well, look at how I do this well, then you're being an influencer. 
okay. I mean, maybe that still helps. Like if you want to donate $100,000 to like help build a school, God bless you. That $100,000 is going to do a lot of good, whatever your motive is. But at the end of the day, having influence means that the purpose behind it isn't for kudos. The purpose behind it is for you and whoever else is involved to take a collective step closer to what Christoformity is. One step closer to what Jesus' humanity looks like. Yeah. I love that. That's good. Yeah. I just came up with that right there. There we go. I love talking these things out. It's a verbal processor thing. Yes. Yeah. So being an influencer, are we... Do you think we covered it? I think so. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's the real question is how does, you know, you said, how do you live this out? How do you, um, there's not an answer to it. There's more of a look at your heart kind of a situation where you go, well, are my, what are the motivations behind my actions? And and the Bible actually talks about that a lot of like, well, yeah, you did the right thing, but why or you did the yeah. wrong thing i mean even if you're doing the wrong things the bit better question you need to be asking yourself is not man i made a mistake i made a mistake i've, I've we've count i've counseled countless people on things not countless i can probably count it but if you tried <laughs> i've i've counseled people and i keep hearing them go and i failed at this and then i failed at this and so i'm trying to figure out how do i not fail and i stop and i go i don't know that the problem is that you're failing yeah it's the heart behind how about you just try to do something else? Yeah. Like put your effort not in anti-failing, but yeah. put your effort in this positive goal. Yeah. And it's yeah. the same thing here. It's like put your effort not in how do I reach the most people, have the most influence. It's how do I just have influence? Yeah. Like how do I listen, hear what people have to say and yeah. just do what I can to meet the need that is around me because you're probably as they express it. Right. And you're, cause you're probably missing a lot of needs that are happening around you in the midst of, um, trying to be the big shiny object. Yeah. And I would say, I would add to this cause you, you really perfectly summarize the sort of internal metric. I would say that when, Apply this also externally. If you are in a church, um, man, apply this to your pastors with grace. If you are annoyed that your pastor hasn't invited you for coffee, if you are bothered that you don't feel as connected to the leadership as you feel you deserve, if you are um, put out by the big church down the street because all they do is the shiny whatever, if those things are rubbing at you the wrong way, Um, I would challenge you to hold grace for those people because it is possible that they've been told the only way to be successful is to be an influencer and no one has taught them how to have influence. Mm. Um, So hold grace for that and especially hold grace for the fact that this is very much how the Western evangelical church works and has worked for quite a long time. We like the public speaking type a shiny platform person. We like influencers. We hire influencers. We mentor, we lift up, we empower influencers. And then the church body is annoyed that what they have is an influencer, 
but they don't feel influenced. So I would, I would charge you as well. Maybe you, maybe your internal motivations are awesome and you're annoyed at the mega scopey thing. Hold grace for that because those leaders, they might not get this yet, or maybe they get it and and for them to push back means to risk their family's livelihood. And so they're not there. Yeah. So create a way that you can safely begin to cultivate influence for yourself. Model it. Yeah. Encourage it. Tell other people about it. Instead of bashing the mega pastor, yeah. just acknowledge, oh, they're an influencer. Change your expectation so that we can function together as a church body that has both influence and reach as is appropriate. I think it's important. And, you know, this is me getting into a bit of church history, but like, remember where the church came from, right? Like the reason that we are at this place when we talk about the Western evangelical church, which can sound like we're being kind of derogatory towards the church, which I don't think we are at all. But like there's there is there are some people out there that are very derogatory towards the evangelical church. Realize that it is a natural progression from when the church actually had influence over countries in 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 Europe and throughout the world in the in the mid first century. Sure. Um, or not first century. I'm sorry. In like the 1500s, 1600s. Yeah. And so what has happened is that influence was taken away as we separated church from state, which was a good thing in my opinion, right? Yeah. But then, so now what we have is people going, well, we don't, we don't have this influence in people's lives because we're connected to the, the, the governing authorities that are in place. So we're going to create um, influence in people's lives by being uh, this separate, set apart, like kind of, pedestal we'll put we'll build yep. our own pedestal the government yep. no longer is our pedestal and so understand that that's why that happened it wasn't out of uh, uh of you know this need to um, be something that we shouldn't be and no. so uh, i say all that because i just think it's re- really interesting to look i think church history and looking at like oh well why did why are we why did how did we get here kind of a thing yeah helps us understand how to dismantle it to some extent yeah. and, and look just for how the to respond it. within it right yeah. that that it isn't always about you know deconstructing things because but if but mm. instead of pushing back on something if we understand why it exists the way it did um or the you know the circumstances or the culture it developed under we can better understand well what if it is positive and sometimes the things that we hate are just things that don't meet our expectations. It's not that the thing is broken. Right. It just doesn't meet our expectation. And and knowing that and adjust either adjusting our expectation or at least acknowledging what they are so that we can find the place that can better meet those expectations. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So there you go. So there you go. We keep, keep listening to influencers. That's okay too. Yeah. But find like find ways to truly influence. And have influence and gain influence. And if you're a Christian leader, uh, man, I I hope I hope you find us on um, Instagram. It's at Bread and Cup Podcast. Let us know where you're at on this. Uh, Is this something? Are we just like late to the party? Have you wrestled (laughs) through this already? Um, And if so, please share. Uh, If this is a new idea to you, uh, please share. We, we love these conversations and these podcasts don't happen without conversation. So um, again, 
on Instagram at Bread and Cup Podcast, on Facebook at Bread and Cup Podcast, or if you'd like to use the old school internet, breadandcuppodcast.com. To join the conversation, like and subscribe, then find us on Instagram at Bread and Cup Podcast. You can also find us at our website and other social platforms linked in the show notes. Thank you.